Welcome to Dank Ferric, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Tyler Mendelson, along with my co-host, Carlos Gomez. And we are here to talk about the finale of The Mandalorian Season 2, which we just watched early this morning. Yes. And, oh my God, there is just so much to digest here. It so is a little hard to believe the things that have happened. You see... We, so we've been talking, if you see our previous episode, which you can check out in this same platform you're listening to this one, uh, we talked about what happened in season two, and then we did a bunch of predictions, but I don't think either of us were prepared. <laughs> I don't think anyone <laughs> was prepared for what showed up in this episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think we should like probably start from the beginning, you know, just yeah. to work our way into it, because there's oh so much to talk about. We open up with a space uh, chase. It's a shuttle Tidarium, which we've seen in the movies before, for those who don't know, in Return of the Jedi. And it's being chased by the Slave One, which is uh, Boba Fett's uh, ship. And we see Dr. Pershing, who's the, the doctor who's been set up in season one. He had a brief appearance in a hologram in, in like episode four of season two. I don't think we've seen, it, mm -hmm. seen him in the flesh yet until this point. Yeah. At least not in season two, and so um, we get we get the classic imperial perspective, which is them uh, uh, being shitty people shooting each other. You know, the, one of them brings up Alderaan to Cara Dune, which is the woman who was from Alderaan. And for those who don't know, Alderaan got blown up uh, by the Empire, so it's a sore spot, uh, I'd say. And um, she, he gets a, a good. It was a sick kill that headshot. That <laughs> that Imperial <laughs> who pissed off Cara Dune got. I feel and, like we all knew it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it well, was like the, one of those moments in a Western where you're like, oh, she's yeah, going to exactly. do it. And like, it's but the cool bad. part, the cool part about that scene is it showed like the perspective of the way that the people in the Empire think. That, you know, that they are just dealing with terrorists who are unruly and destructive. And, you know, he mentions all the people that died on the Death Stars. Yes, which, is Which was cool because, you know, yeah. that is a thing, you know, it's not just like they were mindless drones, like they were, you know, people just working for the Empire and the rebels just destroyed them and killed all those people. So I also I love that line when when uh, <laughs> he was like, you know, how many people died in the Death Star or whatever? And she was like, the first one or the second? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's dying insult to injury. Uh, it's so much like it's it's like something she would say, of course. It's so exactly. in character. Yeah. But okay, so that's kind of like a little intro to the episode. And then we got off to a planet. It was like a barren planet with like uh, factories or something. Uh, at first I thought it was Mandalore, but then I realized it wasn't based on the yeah. thing that we were talking about. And they arrived to see uh, Lady Bo-Katan. And now that I think about that, how did he know where Bo-Katan was going to be? I don't know. How, how do they just automatically know where she's at? They texted at? each other. I don't know. They Star Wars <laughs> texted each other. <laughs> and uh, she was like, yeah, you dude, hang out. And then, uh, um, but also the, the, the thing in contention here is that Mando and the whole crew was with, where they were with Boba Fett. And, yes. and Boba Fett is, is in the eyes of somebody like Bo-Katan, uh, uh, like a Mandalorian pretender. Or yeah, she immediately called him out because yeah. she recognized his voice as, you know, the, the clone the voice. 
yeah. because he is a clone of Django and she served in the Clone Wars and fought alongside, you know, all the clones and everything like that. So she immediately recognized the voice. And they were shit that talking was, like they were like, they were like, <laughs> you know, they were shit talking to each other like pretty hard. Yeah. And then the fight broke out, which was sick to see. Like, didn't he put her through a fucking table or something? <laughs> yeah. Or, or vice versa. Yeah. yeah. It was, no, he it put was her through like, the table. Oh, it was so, so glorious to see, like, Boba Fett actually live up to his reputation. Yeah. You, you, but then you, the girl was just dishing it right back at him. And... Yeah, true. That's true. But um, so they were having that little scuffle. And at the end, of course, they all joined forces because they got to get the, the job done. Yep. And they join in order to rescue the baby and from Bo-Katan's perspective to get back get the dark, dark saber back. which for those who don't know well they explained it in the episode the dark saber bestows power uh, to somebody to a mandalorian in order for them to rule mandalore yeah uh, it is so. the the signature um item that basically signifies whoever is in power of yes. the planet Mandalore. And in previous iterations in the animations, for for example, uh, well, actually the animations is the only place we've seen it before. Uh, um, yeah. Maul we- wielded it. And then uh, uh, at some point, uh, uh, Bo-Katan had it. So okay. she, want- she wants it back. Let me go through this real quick. So yes. Death Watch um, originally had it. Pre Vizsla was the leader yeah. of Death Watch. Yeah. Who was, you know, the group that the offshoot um, cult that Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, is part of. Um, the ruler of that organization originally had it because it was run through his entire family line, the Vizsla clan. Yeah, exactly. And he had the Darksaber up until Maul, Darth Maul previously. Yeah, if you want to go um, even further back. Fought uh, him. Yeah, what? if you want to go even further back, uh, the lightsaber was like originated – it was c- constructed by the first Mandalorian to be in- inducted into the yes. Jedi Order. Yes. So it's like a thousand year, thousand years. A, it's an ancient weapon, yeah. And it's uh, uh, one of previously's uh, uh, descendants. Yes. So that's, that's Tar Bisla. So, so that's yeah. where that comes from. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so then Darth uh, well, Maul ends up killing Previsla, And by way of doing that, whoever fights over the Darksaber and wins technically has rule over Mandalore. So Maul killed Pre Vizsla. He became the ruler of Mandalore slash Death Watch. And then after the Empire took over all that, he still had the Darksaber in his possession. In Star Wars Rebels, it was found by Sabine Wren, who was a Mandalorian. She took it, but not by way of combat, which is the normal way of contesting over the weapon. So then she gave it to Bo-Katan, just handed it to her. Mm-hmm. And that's not the standard way of giving someone the Darksaber because it's supposed to be by direct combat. But she did not claim the weapon by combat, which is the standard. So technically it was allowed. By the way, this standard was like, I, th- I think this is the first time they've introduced that standard in, the, in this show, in this episode. Like, I don't remember them talking about that rule before. They didn't uh, mention it in the Mandalorian, sense. but that was um, that was discussed by Pre Vizsla when he's fighting Maul. Right. Well, I knew that the one who wielded the the dark saber had a claim over Mandalore, but not necessarily that they had to win it through combat. Is what I mean. Yeah. That that little detail is the one that I don't think they've. Well, anyways, we're getting lost in the yeah. details. So um, 
<laughs> we get to see uh, we, we get to see the the dark saber by, uh, wielded by by Moff Gideon in season one. So everyone was trying to figure out how did Bo Katan lose it. So now uh, we get that confrontation again where Bo Katan tries to take it back from Moff Gideon in right. some unspecified period. She lost it to him, probably right. in, the, in the Great Purge of Mandalore, which we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so you know they go to the, to to Moff Gideon's ship. They start kicking ass. Of course they do. I was I was a little let down. Like Boba didn't go on the ship with them and help because I wanted to see more action from him. Yeah, but you know he has stuff. He he, he fulfilled his role. You know he, he did stuff. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, and also it was like through it I was also like like kind of I thought it was kind of cool that like the whole squad was like mostly women. It was all yeah. Besides Din. It yeah. Was exactly. All and they, and they were like kicking ass big time. It's always nice to see strong badass female characters when it doesn't seem like over the top and obvious and like them purposely trying to do that. Right. And make it like too social justice. Like this was like perfect where it's like they're just straight badasses. They happen to be women. And you know it yeah. is what it is like that that's the kind of good characterization for me that like makes it a lot cooler yeah and so then they go uh, through the ship as you would expect them to and i was expecting the dark troopers to immediately start fighting well them all. they set they set it up in the episode where like the dark troopers take a couple minutes because dr Pershing becomes like an like an informer to them the dark uh, troopers uh, take a couple minutes to like boot up or whatever. It's like some some plot convenience in order for like to build suspense to exactly the dark troopers, which was cool also because you were like, oh fuck, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Yep. Like the bar keeps up filling. And, and it is kind of surprising though. Like there wasn't that many stormtroopers or like really any imperial crew on this ship. There wasn't as yeah, many no. as you'd expect to, there to be. Well, well, it, he it's said a pretty big cruiser. Doctor Pershing didn't he say something to the effect of like it's it's like minimum crew or whatever? It's it's probably like a secret. I don't remember that one. Mission. Well, I don't know, but uh, so so Mando is running around looking for the for baby for Grogu. I gotta get used mm-hmm. to calling him Grogu, and the, um, and then the dark troopers are like right like right out like outside some door he's looking into. Yeah, so Moff Gideon clearly laid a trap. Shit. Yeah. It it was sick how he was able to block the door and stop all but one. Mm-hmm. And even doing that, he still had such a tough time taking down one. So you know these things are like serious business. Serious business. So were, it's like holy shit, shit, how are they going to defeat these guys? They, yeah, that that's, that's a good that's, question, that's, isn't that's it? That's like, that's the way you're going through this episode thinking. It's like, well, they stopped one. And then you just see them, you know, get jettisoned out into space. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're like a little disappointed watching. You're right. like, damn, that's that's it. Like that was too convenient. You only got to see what, yeah, yeah. And you know, and then yeah. later on in the episode, they come back. So you're like, oh, okay, yeah. thank, yeah. thank God, this, you know, yeah, exactly. So, so he survives that like tense um, encounter with the dark trooper because they're complete badasses, and yeah. that dark trooper like put him against the wall, like. Fucked like I was seeing memes of, of like uh, Oberyn Martell. You know how Oberyn Martell would have been saved. If, yeah, <laughs> if he had the helmet on. <laughs> yep, he was basically doing the same thing. Exactly. The Dark Trooper was, and uh, so he defeated him eventually through the with the Beskar spear, which he got from from Ahsoka. Yes. And so, um, so the the you know the show goes on. He finds the baby. 
Uh, and who's in the room? Moff of course, Gideon standing Moff there Gideon. with the dark saber ignited, holding it to Grogu's head. Yeah, yeah. And he, he can... plays off. Yeah, I, I love the characterization here. It's really like molding him into the villain that he is. Of like, mm-hmm. you know, he's very intelligent and crafty, and he's like, you know, just pretending. He's like, you know, I got what I needed from him. You can take him. I don't care. Just, just go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> and he, you know, he really starts playing it off, and you're like, uh, is he actually like gonna actually let him take him? Is and then immediately movie? after, he's like, nope, gotcha. Yeah. No, it and, fooled me. Uh, I was like, "Oh, that's that's like an interesting, like an interesting choice for the villain, where they actually like, I already got what I need. I don't care. Like, you can yeah." Me. But, but the then that time, makes you I think: like, hmm. Did he actually already get it? But he still wanted to keep Grogu anyway. Well, I think it was a trap because he still he still tried to kill Mando. So he I think it was. Still but needed Grogu. Did he? Did he still need the blood? Like, did he already take the blood that he needed, or? I think otherwise, why would he? Why would he try to kill Mando if he hadn't? If he didn't have. And also, Pershing didn't make it to the ship yet, so that is a good point. That I don't think they extracted Mm -hmm. what they needed yet because Pershing wasn't on the ship yet. Yes, exactly. Which I think he called Doctor Pershing to his ship a couple episodes ago. Like called Doctor Pershing over, so he never made it. And I think they need him to to do whatever they need to do. And uh, um, so yeah, I don't think I don't think the the baby, the baby yeah. blood. I don't. They might have some of it, but I don't think they have enough. I think he's to, just been. They still need him. Held captive, and that's it. That's all. Exactly. That I don't know how they're gonna get him now because well, we'll get there. But, we'll get there. <laughs> but so uh, we have this sick confrontation between Mando and and uh, Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Dark Saber versus Beskar. So I called this, and I I believe you agreed with me that we knew this was gonna happen. Mando is going to fight Gideon with the spear mm-hmm. versus the dark saber. Yeah. And I believed that he was going to kill Gideon, but he didn't. He spared him because I guess Cara Dune and the rebel, you know, intelligence, they wanted to to keep him captive cuz he has too much information. So he spared him. Yeah. And we're trying but, to figure out what's going on. He defeated and and Moff Gideon brought this up. He's like, "Oh, you defeated me." So the dark saber is yours. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he wanted to like mock. He wanted to mock Bo-Katan in her face, like, like he yeah, wanted to see that situation exactly. play out. Where so Mando yeah. uh, comes to to Bo with the dark saber. So you can see as soon as he walks in the room with the dark saber ignited, and Grogu in his arms, you just see the face of Bo-Katan, just the utter like shock and anger. Yes in her face for seeing him with the Darksaber. And Moff Gideon's like, oh, you see that? He has the Darksaber. It's not yours. Yeah. And that's when they explain the rule that and then needs to Ball, be through combat. And then Din was just like, here, I don't want it. Take it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care for this. Like, I just wanted the baby. And then he's like, oh, oh, oh you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, um, a small side note, but I think it's – it's like we're talking about the watch and like how Mando is kind of like a like a like an old school sort of like quote unquote like it's kind of like a metaphor for being celibate where he doesn't take off his helmet and stuff exactly, like that. Exactly. Yeah. I it it gives me a lot of like Jon Snow vibes where he's like I don't want it, you know. He, a little he, bit. He's kind of like a, a knight, and he's like you know. But that's like for people who seen Game of Thrones, which I assume is a good bunch of people who are like geeks enough to watch Star Wars. Let's as well. let's not even yeah, talk exactly. about Thrones because that <laughs> whole final season okay. just scarred me for life. 
Yeah. Okay. So, so we get that little moment of disdain from Bo, which I was like, oh my God, is she going to revert back to her like villainous uh, uh, self? Because I was like, is she going to try to like fight Mando? That's- I mean, that's, that's definitely what they're teasing for the third season. Whether yeah. it's like, if I, if I was Mando, I would just be like, look, let's get through this mission. We can spar in like one-on-one unarmed combat. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you defeat me, then, you know, here's the saber. But, like, you know, not it doesn't have to be, like, life for life. That's true. Well, that's true because the Moff didn't die. It was just in single combat. It doesn't have to be, like, you executing them, you know. But also, would it be, like, like that sounds like Mando would throw the fight. And I don't think the rule, like, I, I think, the, the thing why, the reason why I think uh, Bogotan couldn't, wasn't able to, to keep the dark saber uh, to begin with before she lost it to Moff Gideon is because she earned it not through combat and I don't think she earned the respect of the Mandalore because that's the type of people they are and well I, I think the way the way it showed it in Rebels like all the clans were like saying that they were with her it seemed like they were motivated to follow her so I don't know if I got that impression no. even though you would assume that by her not taking it through combat but I don't know it just wasn't presented that way but either way, so now we have this tension that's built up for season three between yeah. Bo and yeah. uh, the Mandalorian. But otherwise, why introduce that rule? You know what I mean? Like, why introduce the rule that it has to be through combat unless it is something that the Mandalorian people, like, deeply respect and, like, need, need for that to happen in order for them to have, like, a true ruler, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like Mandalorian tradition, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, but so aside from that. So we get that little little thing, but then the the dark troopers show up again. They they jump back ship back into ship, and there's a shit ton of them. And only getting rid of one was hard enough, which the moth said. Like you and just he's like know. mocking them. Yeah, you're just like, how the hell are they gonna stop these guys? Because <laughs> these things have proved to be such trouble. And I mean, they just have a couple blasters, and like Mando's the only one wearing Beskar. I mean, actually, no, uh, Bo-Katan and the other Mando is, but not yeah. you know Cara Dune or um uh Fennec yeah which by the way wasn't it kind of well I thought it was I thought uh Carl Weathers was coming back for sure uh, yeah I'm uh, surprised he wasn't there it was only one episode this he season it was in one episode was, this which season. I liked it but uh uh it, it's you interesting. thought that he would be in more yeah but also they I mean, they, they have introduced so many characters since season yeah. one that uh there was a lot sense. to get through to pick your battles yeah so there yeah. wasn't really much place for him in this season. So I'm okay with it. Like he served his purpose and he'll definitely be back. There's more to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah. So the dark troopers are coming in and they're like trying to open the door and like trying to get in from wh- where they are. And it's, it's like, that's this classic moment of buildup where you're like, oh, they're It fucked. was excellent tension because they're excellent. literally just like you know they close the blast doors which mm-hmm. in star wars is always like the oh they can't get us now but yeah, then yeah. suddenly something stops them yeah. from you know being able to halt them so and the dark, the dark I, troopers I, are just bashing and denting this door like you know they're eventually going to get in there were great also great close-ups of the dark troopers like red yes. eyes where it looked ominous the and whole the fuck. whole presentation of the dark troopers was excellent this episode it was a lot better than the tragedy, which is when they stole the baby, the first yeah, they only had like actual introduction of them, because there was like four of them, and they just walked up and grabbed them, and that was it, and flew away. That was it. Yeah, this but was now, the big debut. To see, yeah, to see them actually in action was really cool, and you just yeah. you know, very formidable enemy, 
and you know that our heroes are screwed. And, and then, oh my God. <laughs> we get to the part that we all want to talk about. As, uh, okay. Listen, as soon as <laughs> we see, uh, yeah, you know, as I know soon what you're as I hear, there's a, <laughs> we just see a single X wing. X wing, yeah. Flying. I was and like, it cannot be. <laughs> yeah. There, uh, there's no as, fucking way. As soon as I saw one X wing, she's like, one X wing? What's the, what are they going to do? I'm like, oh. Oh, we're safe my god it is yeah. red five <laughs> yeah I, I was right away it's like there's no way they're doing this this must be somebody else this must be some fucking pilot Just some kind of tease like it was gonna be dave filoni, yeah, the... <laughs> be dave filoni. <laughs> i thought that was more likely to happen to be honest that would have been hilarious and then and then like it, it, and it's so cool because it's such a slow roll and small reveal yes, where first the reveal the was... and then you think oh whatever and then, oh, then we see like uh, in the in the uh, camera footage, we yep. see like a figure walking with a cloak. Ominous figure like, with a cloak. That could still be anyone. And then yep. <laughs> you start seeing the lightsaber, a single-handed so, lightsaber. So you see, you see the black, the single black glove, and then the lightsaber. Yeah, and then you're like, and you're just oh. like, oh my god! It but you really see the the, the, the lightsaber in black and white first, in like the camera footage. In so the camera, you can't see sure. the color. Yeah, and then you I see mean, the I color. still knew for a fact it was. Because I, I knew from the X wing. Yeah, from the X wing. But but still, it's but like that a was slow confirmation. Reveal. It was yeah. confirmation. They and just then went through, and then they show it like in real they time. They, they show, show it ignite the green. the green, and you're like, oh uh, my god, your mind just explodes when you see this. And he's mowing through them. This is what we wanted to see from him, Luke. Of course, yeah. I'm talking about for those yeah. who haven't caught on that was anticlimactic <laughs> this is what reveal. we've want yeah this is what we've wanted to see from him when we got teased of him coming back in the force awakens and the last jedi okay, this is but, the, the full yeah. power of we his see character. we see him like kill every dark trooper like and it, and it's it's not like a um like a cheat it doesn't feel like like a small thing it no. feels well choreographed it feels like he he goes through them he has a thing to do he has shit he has to do in order to defeat them and he yeah. uses a variation of force powers of like lightsaber uh, thing exactly it's, oh my it's god very very well choreographed then and you, know, you goes, don't see his face at all this whole time so you're yeah. just like in disbelief and in you know he's <laughs> you just see him as like a fully fledged jedi uh, master, master and you're yeah. like wow like he's really mastered his skills in this time he goes and, up an elevator and then he yeah. comes out of the elevator like a mist in the background and you're like oh my wait bro. can i just point out yeah it was a perfect direct contrast this that one moment where he comes out of the elevator it is the exact same thing basically as darth vader in rogue, rogue one. one through the hallway scene yeah, exactly. It was, and it, just 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 to get that contrast of like father and son, light and dark, yeah. doing basically the same thing, using their full force abilities just to the raw potential that they have. It is so incredible, and, and one I of them, was on the edge of my seat the whole one time. One of them was like killing guys because he's an evil, and the other guy was like killing robots because yeah. he's evil robots. So he's cool, you know. It's like it's like the visual storytelling. It's all there. And it's amazing. And so he gets off the elevator. He finishes off that last hallway, and the last guy he finishes he, where he, he crashes like him with the force. The dark side. It's that's but a it's, little dark side it, ability it there. So cool. And it, it was you could so, just you oh. could just, the the way he does it though. Like you see, he has such control over his powers by this point. Yeah. And. It's just like there's no awkwardness or like, um, 
hesitation in his no. technique. Like he no. has fully gotten this down to a and T. It's, and, and it's been like perfect. five or six years since last we saw him in Return of the Jedi. Yes, so exactly. He, he has, you know, he has his shit together. Yeah. And so we open like, like everyone is like, what the fuck is going on? Everyone Mando and Baby are watching yeah. it on the camera. They're like, holy the shit. The baby, the baby knew it because you could see the baby was like connected. Yes, to he was board. touching the screen. He was, yeah. you know, he called out for him. Yeah, exactly. So. And, and so uh, they're like, just open the door. Like he's an, he's our ally, clearly. Which mm-hmm. I, I thought it was cool that, that uh, the, the Jedi didn't like cut through the door. He just waited for them. Imagine to open he did the door. it like Qui-Gon usually. Yeah, does exactly. Like uh, Qui-Gon. And it would have been like a big green lightsaber. Yeah. Opening a circle. And yeah. so uh he comes in and I was like, okay, this is clearly Luke Skywalker. It, but well, is hold it on, gonna hold on, be... hold on, hold on. When they show when he walked in when he when he saw the cloak on and yeah. you just see the chin, I was like, yeah. holy shit, they actually did bring Sebastian Stan on here. No, I was like, that was then, my whole thing. I was like, are they gonna use a different actor? Are they gonna do CGI? What yeah. are they gonna do? I don't know. Yep. I'm so nervous. What's going yep, on? Exactly. <laughs> and then he pulls it down, and then it's CGI. Oh. And honestly, I I'm happy for it. All right, because listen. I was like, he's back, dude. I am so on the fence with this. Like, all right, I love that this happened. Yeah. I love everything that you know. Hamill, it impl- Yeah, it was which, you know, I couldn't be happier about, but I wish they just poured more effort into the CGI because the face literally looked like I could have done this on like a Snapchat filter, you know? I don't know. I, I think, don't want to knock it because that shit is so hard. Listen, listen, listen. I, I rewatched the scene multiple yeah. times and it got, it got better upon my viewing experience because it wasn't as jarring as the first time I watched it. But mm-hmm. I think certain shots they did looked great mm-hmm. with him. And then when they do like the closer up shots, it doesn't look nearly as good. So like there's the one big shot where it's like his his full body in frame. That one looked perfect. The other ones where it's like, you know, medium shot with just his his torso and his head, it, yeah. it didn't look great. So I wish they kept it to like more like wider shots. Yeah, but you got to show his foot. You know, you gotta, I, I want that close up. Though. Yeah, I want it. I, I know. I just wish they made <laughs> and, it more subtle. And but also, it, I think I think, uh, and I've seen some comments online where people are it, it's a like or dislike thing. Yeah. But I want like I think I think with the CGI like the CGI nec- necromancy, which is what I call, <laughs> where they just like bring dead people back to well, right, yeah, he's yeah. not dead, but like you know, do that weird shit. Uh, uh, like Tarkin, or they did it with Leia as well in Rogue One and in in Rise of Skywalker a little bit, yeah. I guess. And um, you know they've done it in other movies, and the Marvel movies do it a lot. And it, it that's always either you are fine with it and you don't mind it, or you think it's so jarring. I always find that there's not like a lot of middle ground. And I think it's worse if you know that that's not real because you know that Mark Hamill is older. You know, I, I think yeah. in your brain, you're like officially like right well, away. You're like, judging well, what's it. interesting when, when you bring up that point is I didn't have a problem with it at all mm-hmm. in Rogue One. I didn't have a problem with it in uh, episode nine. I, mm-hmm. I just like, I've always thought it was like a good choice to use and they did it pretty well. Yeah. And this time I w- I mean, I was so blown away by the scene itself yeah, but yeah. It, it's just like that knowing of like it, it's just a little bit of the distraction that you can't yeah. help thinking yeah just because you know 
in your mind right. that that's not actually him. That's yeah, I get. I, I understand. It's that. just a, that little unintentional distraction that your mind processes it that way because it's not a real face. No, I get that completely. But this is one of the reasons. Like we've been, everyone's been speculating throughout the whole season. Which who's going to be the Jedi that which answers Jedi to Grogu's call? Them. And I always dismiss the idea that it's going to be Luke because I, I didn't thought, think they were going to actually going to bring Luke to this show. Yeah. Number one, because they don't like Mark Hamill should be the only one playing Luke. Exactly. And they're never going to do the the digital stuff because it's a yeah. TV show. The budget is not there. The technology is probably not there for a TV show. Yeah. And and the fact that they did it blows my mind because it's I know. Like, it's, I was honestly, I was shocked pretty, because I, I really thought it was going to be. Um, but I, I think it's also super bold that they're doing this on TV. They, I don't think they've ever done. Like I know they like DH Anthony Hopkins in Westworld, but this is like a whole nother thing because they're putting somebody else's face into a digital double in a TV yeah. budget in a TV you know thing, and yeah. we've seen it in movies. And even in movies, it's a little bit you know iffy exactly. sometimes yeah and the fact that they like they're like i mean but look it, at the do I, I don't know what the actual budget has been for season two but i have to say they definitely upped the budget a lot this season yeah to where it's, it's more than an average episode of tv i mean the success of the first one must have helped in them like getting more money but still you know it's not a feature film yeah and exactly it's, it's not the same it, it's it's a good right. but it, it looks great the show looks great for the most part i mean the yeah. the, the the episode where where <laughs> there was the, in the fourth episode or in the what was it in the fifth the one with boba four six in the sixth six, episode six yeah they're like fighting in like some hot in like la desert that that was i thought it was a little bit like okay but you know it felt like a fan film <laughs> it felt like a fan film and they're just like killing stormtroopers in yep. like in like that like like uh, we could have filmed that yeah exactly but they still did it well so it, no, it, was, it was like it was good know. it's all good yeah. But it's still like you can tell this wouldn't look like this in a movie. Yes. If it was a movie, they would add CG around exactly. it or something. Yeah. So, but okay. So they do this in the in the, in the show, and Luke is there, and then he starts speaking. And I remember I stood up, I stood up when they revealed his face. Yes. Yeah. And I told my brother who was sitting next to me, like, dude, they're doing it, and he's <laughs> digital. What the fuck is going? And then he starts speaking, and even the voice I thought was pretty good. I was like, that sounds kind of like Mark Hamill. Yep, it and did then- sound like him. It wasn't like identical; like you could yeah. tell it wasn't actually him, but it did sound a lot like him. So but like it was, it was passable. And he's back. Yeah, and <laughs> so he's talking. I- <laughs> and he's talking, and he's interacting with these but, characters. All right, here's my only issues with that part. So yeah. one, the CGI. Well, yeah, with but within that, his okay. face was a little too inexpressive. Right. It like the way he's looking at people and Grogu and everything, he doesn't have emotion there. So it's like that's another part of like making it seem too jarring and like weird for your brain to process. Yeah. And two, when he's speaking and talking about like protecting the child and he needs to learn his abilities. So he didn't explain himself at all. Like who who he is, how he can be reached, um, well, when his training might be done, like nothing, like he well, just goes, he have to, grabs though? the baby, and leaves. So his whole thing was like, um, we gotta get baby. So the whole the whole mission of the of the show is we gotta save the baby. How yeah. do we save the baby? We gotta get him away from the Empire and give him to a Jedi because the yeah. Empire is hunting him, and a, the Jedi will train him in order for him to defend himself. Mm-hmm. And you know, Luke shows up, and Mando is like, "Are you a Jedi?" And he's like, "I am." And um 
he d- he didn't even mention himself by name like which you he's clearly like the guy they've been looking for yes but you know luke's character and he's always like, I'm Luke Skywalker, blah, 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 blah. Like, that, he, that was him in A New Hope. <laughs> he That's said, he said it, no, 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 no. He said it, he said it more than that. No. Yes, he did. Like, at this point, he's like samurai Luke, you know? He's like uh, stoic whatever. and quiet. I know. It's, it's, trust me, it's great. But also, but like, they probably didn't, we didn't want him talking too much because the techno, like, that cost yeah, a lot of money. I know. Because oh, but then, then like, the other, but then, oh, and after, then R2D2 shows R, up. Yep. <laughs> And R2 then he starts like interacting R2. with the baby. And if you notice, like in the shots where they were showing R two, like they always Luke's cut, head off. Was cut off. Luke's, yeah, yep. which, which I was I, fine. I totally got. I was yeah. like, the, the less, them the less you show, money. the better. Yeah, exactly. They were clearly trying to save money on the like the Luke uh, close ups and and shots because yep. they wanted it to be. You know, they don't want to have it for nothing. Exactly. And and uh, we the get, way they interact though was just adorable like i i was smiling so hard yes yes i was smiling so hard it's just such a genuine moment he's always been one of my favorite characters in it and to see him interact with grogu was just adorable oh my God. And incredible to see him at all it was like oh. yeah you, you know you weren't expecting it he's i like i have a theory where whereas uh, i think like um r2d2 is in every movie and everything because i think he's kind of like a godlike figure like he can't. He, I think he's I mean, kind of he's, he's George a, Lucas in the in the Star Wars universe. Yes, yeah. He's, he's the, the guy, teller of the story. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, but he's he's basically the savior of of all like the Star Wars movies. He's exactly. always the one who saves everybody. He's Deus Ex Machina. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's God, and so I always think of him as George Lucas because George Lucas is the creator. Yeah. Uh, uh, not to get too uh, religious, <laughs> but he's the creator <laughs> of of Star Wars, and I always think. He, he like his personality and everything it's it's very much like r2 and just seeing r2 again and the way he interacts with this these new characters that his protege dave filoni and john favreau created it was yeah. just warm my heart dude. i gotta say though yeah with that heartwarming like you know when i saw that moment and i'm just smiling so hard i was like i had the realization in my head like this is the joy i was hoping for mm. with the sequel trilogy this this instantly brought me back to age fucking you know eight yes just in my parents house just Mm -hmm. loving everything i was watching and i felt like a kid again and that's what i've always loved about star wars and that's what i hated that the sequel trilogy took away from me like i didn't feel that i felt empty yeah i also have those same memories you know when i was a kid and and these people were our heroes yep and you you would know their lives so like backwards in front exactly you know, and it was yeah just seeing them again and seeing them in this new context uh, with I was watching people. I was watching the um the YouTube series uh Star Wars Theory uh-huh. which is a very popular YouTube channel and he does uh he he does like watch parties for each Mando episode yeah. he's done yeah. this whole season so I went back after I watched the episode and I watched his reaction because I was yeah. dying to see it. He literally was weeping for about twenty five minutes. Like, oh yeah, I saw a bunch of like a bunch he of reactions. He was so online. emotional. A bunch of reactions online. Every like there was a bunch of people crying, which but I he, totally you got. know. But he said something that resonated with me. It's like these characters were there for me in dark times of my life, like when I was a kid and like growing up when no one else was, mm-hmm. and I looked to them as like my refuge mm-hmm. so it instantly brought that like emotion to him and i felt that 
dude, it's the greatest hero in the galaxy. Yeah. And it just, you know, reignited that love of, you know, like our memories as kids. And we see him fight like we haven't seen him fight. Exactly. We've never seen that kind of, it's like, just like what Vader did in the hallway. You know, we have never seen that untapped potential that's always been there. And I think this like immediately makes Mando like appointment viewing, like for the saga in general. Whenever, Whenever I sit down and watch the, the saga, like I don't feel I'm going to be done unless I have the little gap that fills me with that look, look yeah. stuff with the Mando. Exactly. Because it's like bringing in stuff from the, from the like it's like the Bible story intersecting with this like offshoot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like these like, big so, players. Out of 10, what would you give the episode? Oh, fuck. I'm not good with the scales, but dude, <laughs> uh, damn, probably like a nine. Yeah, that's what I I would say nine. Yeah. If they but, if they fixed the CG and made it like perfect, I would hundred percent give it a ten. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. the the CG didn't bother bother me. I was so happy. I, I was, was so happening. happy too. I was like, I don't even care at this point. But, yeah, exactly. You know, and also I'm I love. Oh, so wait. So we're not done with the episode though because. There's this yep. amazing moment, which I, that's probably like the moment that all got me more misty-eyed than than look. Yes, this part did that, too. That uh, the baby had to leave, and we have this moment where Mando has to say goodbye to the baby. It reminded me and of the end. Decides of actually. This is he decided this was the moment to give up my old ways, and he took off the mask. He took off he the took mask. Off the helmet to see him with his own eyes, which is something. Yes, it was. It was a. It was a as soon as luke is in the room yeah. he does this luke vader moment where he shows his own eyes to yeah grogu and when grogu his little hand touches mando's face i started to get teary-eyed because yeah. it, it was just so emotional and like you're like wow he he truly loves him and uh it was just such a sweet moment and, it, and, you, and know, you know you you're hoping to see them together again yeah and and I wish I think Mando didn't Mando say like I promise we'll see each other. Yes, again? he promised that so he they will, will see again. each other again. Like yeah. there's no way that doesn't happen. I'm just Ooh. dying to see that moment because yeah. now it's like that's the next thing we're looking forward to. Exactly. So so we get that moment, heartwarming moment, and Luke starts going off with the baby, and they start walking off in slow motion because it's so sad and depressing. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and it's uh, this little like moment where him and R two and Grogu and, and the it reminds me because he had him on his shoulder. Luke had Grogu on his shoulder. Yes, just like exact same way. Uh, um, uh, Mando was taking his foundling. You see that shot where he was taking off yes. the shoulder of a Mandalorian, and the same way. Grogu was taking on Mando's shoulder when uh, at yes. the end of season one, so yep. it's it's like him get, getting inducted into a different order, not the Mandalorian way, but the Jedi way, right? Which now opens up a whole a whole another kind of warm sense to what's gonna happen in season three, but the the episode ends um, or post credit scene. It seems like it is. It, I knew and, there was going to be a post-credit scene because the first season had one. So I was like, "Oh, what's it going to be?" Wait, 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 wait. What was the first for the first season? The first season was um, Moff Gideon surviving and using the dark saber. No, but that was part of the th- that was before the credits. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I could have swore it was after the credits. No, no, no. All right. Well, regardless. Okay. As, like I, I, you know, I hovered my mouse over the uh, 
the the thing and I saw that there was four extra minutes left. I was like, I, I didn't know. I didn't know there was an after credits, but I just stayed there looking in shock at the credits at right. what I had just and, witnessed. And, the, and then all of a sudden, the shit starts happening again. And I'm like, I, like I was watching. I told you with my brother and his and girlfriend. Then, and I was like, so, come back into the room. There's more. Come yeah. back. <laughs> and what is the first thing we see? Oh, we the see twin the twin sons, and, and then we can. To Jabba's palace, and you're like, oh, and you're like, oh shit, oh fuck, and then we go in, and it's fat ass <laughs> Bib Fortuna. Like this guy must have ate Jabba's body for how <laughs> fat he got. Like, how is this guy still alive? Well, that's a good question. Was he on Jabba's he, sail he barge? Had, he couldn't have been on the sail barge. If that was not. the case. There's no way. I don't remember. You never, yeah, yeah. No. You, they never showed him Before on the barge. So yeah. clearly he wasn't. Also, yeah. one piece of trivia for, for those who, who – for the nerds. Uh, Bib Fortuna was played by Matthew Wood. Matthew Wood, who was Grievous. Skywalker uh, Ranch. He's the sound designer. He also plays uh, General Grievous. General but Grievous. he played Bib Fortuna in Phantom Menace in that yes. little scene where uh, he's shown – But it's Java. also so – He plays him again in this. It's also a little <laughs> – so I was a little thrown off because, yeah. like, I I realized it was Bib Fortuna right away, but the voice that he does is so much different, yeah, than the original Bib Fortuna. Like, I wish he made it more groany. Well, well, yeah, yeah, but also Wanawanga. Hey, yeah, and and he's doing his whole shtick, and he has people around him, and he's clearly become like the new. Like now that his boss is out, he's like, I'm the new guy. Yeah, so he's like just eating everything. He's, he's and, got the Twilight slave. He he's just you know slave. fat as fuck. They're feeding then, him. Fennec Shan shows up and starts like, killing everybody. And he's and like, oh, who fuck. walks down the stairs? Boba. My boy, Boba. He, oh, she frees the Twi'lek, too. The Twi'lek, yeah. She's yeah. like, get out of here. And um, so we see Boba, and Biff Fortuna's like, Boba, great hey, to meet you. Hey, Boba. <laughs> he's like, oh, and he's shit. just like, uh, uh, I thought you were dead. Uh. And then yeah, Boba exactly. just shoots him like a boss, doesn't even hesitate. And then, like, pulls him out of his chair. Boba rips the body out of the chair, sits on the throne. Oh, wait, wait. We, we can't. There's a, a, something we can't live out. Uh, uh, um, uh, Bib Fortuna saying McClunky. Yes, I heard him say McClunky. <laughs> yes. And for those who don't know, McClunky is the, in the uh, episode four, A New Hope, the Han and Greedo scene where Han shoots Greedo, um, the Disney Plus edited in a new line that Greedo says right before he dies. He says McClunky. And then Han shoots him. And it him. became a thing online. So it was like was this huge thing it. where it was like McClunky. Yeah. And so, I was talking about it. And the fact that they bring it back, it's like them winking a little bit at the fans. Ex exactly. <laughs> so they're, so they're putting in this little line. But anyway. Yeah. So, so right after we see Boba sitting yeah. on the throne, then we see the words, the book of Boba Fett coming December, December 2021. 2021. And I, it's just like, what the fuck? So now we're like, at first, upon viewing, I was like, oh, it's just a book explaining the things you that are think. happening. But no. It's a spinoff. I think it's a spinoff show. Some people online were saying like it might be like a, the future season of like Mando, Mando season but I, I don't think so. It, it just doesn't seem to make sense to me if it was. No, I don't think it. I think the, the, the characters like Fennec Chand, Boba... And like um, the other characters that are gonna spin off, like Ahsoka, I think yeah. they're gonna all like go in and out of each other's shows. I, I think agree. Din Jaren yeah. probably also go in and out of the, their shows. That would be cool if, he, yeah, if he appears in their shows. But the Boba one opens up a lot of possibilities if it is an actual show 
um, just for, you know, he's now in the throne of Jabba's palace and he's the head of this underworld for this area. And, you know, yeah. he's always been the, the iconic scum and villainy. Character. So what is the book? Like, can we talk about that? What do you think is the book of Boba Fett? Because okay, like, the so first thing I thought in, was like, he's going to like chronicle his old tales and it's going to be like, I, no, like a, and then I, I was I like, you're is, reading does he have like a shit list? Wrong? Like a shit list? No. Or he's like I the think, book of Boba Fett we're just going to kill no. people? Yeah. With him on the throne, I think that is the, the phrase is saying the book of Boba Fett is like the book of law, the new book of law. Mm. So he is laying down the law In for this region. He is, he is now the ruler of In this, Tatooine. you know, the, the crime yeah. syndicate area of, of Tatooine. Uh, so yeah. it's just going to be really cool to see how he interacts with this and like you know he's just such an ultimate badass he just sits on the throne like a boss and also there's been rumors that this show was happening for a while and yes, i think the, but the, the a lot of people that they thought, were already shooting it they yes already, there, there uh, were yeah there were people speculating saying that it was already being shot whatever spinoff show yeah but a lot of people discounted it saying well uh mandalorian sort of took the place of the Boba Fett show, they they cancel right. it or whatever, you know, because the movie it, back then, yeah, they serve the same purpose essentially. Yeah, but now they don't. No, because but, Mando went in a completely diff different direction than everyone thought before Mandalorian was actually released. Also, weird thing, this show. So the things we speculated on, like the things I speculated on, anyways, I thought they were, we were going to get more on the cloning aspect of it, which we didn't really. There was like lip service to it. Where he, where Moff said he already got the blood, but they didn't really elaborate on any, any of it. Right. I also, I thought it was going to be a tragic ending where they were not going to be able to rescue the baby. In that respect, I, I was sort of wrong, but also there was, there was a little bit that was right, which was the fact that Mando didn't keep the baby. Like they did save him, but he had to depart from him. So I, it created that bittersweet uh, ending that I, that I thought might happen. Yeah, but, but you thought it was going to be much more of a downer. Yeah, I thought it was going to be much more of a downer. Uh, and we still have Moff Gideon to to deal with. So yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's still around. But are we gonna see like so? Baby Yoda is not a part of the show as much anymore. He's not gonna be in every episode. Like he he will. Been. So I'm I'm guessing he, we're not gonna see him at all for season three. And if we do, it's gonna yeah. be the very end, dude. Because we still have to do the whole thing with Mandalore. How can the show survive without him? I don't know, but he he's, needs he needs to train, and he's the I don't think. Point. I think based on the way they're going, we're not going to see him for a bit because he needs to train. You think we'll see Luke again? If we do, I hope it's brief and not getting in the way. You think we'll see like you... like Omen Damien like Ben Solo in the background at some point? <laughs> like oh god, five year old Ben Solo just look, <laughs> looking at Grogu, just, like thinking of how ben, he's going to kill ben him. Ben Solo told told Grogu, hey, stay home from school today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which got me thinking about that. Like, yeah, is Grogu in, the, in that academy when it, when it goes to shit? I think... No, I highly doubt it. I highly yeah. doubt it. I'm sure he had to have left by then. He's off doing something else or training somewhere else or maybe, maybe he gave it up to... Point. Maybe he's with Mando. Maybe he's a, he's a Jedi Knight, so he doesn't need any more training, so he's not at the academy. He's just off doing his thing. But my whole thing is, if he's 50 yeah. as a baby, yeah. the sh so that would be about, what, 11 years later is this, like, when... The um, sequels? This, the Force Awakens? No, like 25 or so. 
From Mando. From Mando. From Mando. So, yeah, so it's going to be like... It's going to be like... Uh, um, it might be a little bit more than 25, actually. It might be a little bit more. Yeah, but it's on that, on that okay, uh, range. But, but my reasoning is... Grogu would still technically be a young... He, he would be like a, a, like a real-life like five or six year old or yeah maybe but even also less. Th- think about it though because um uh, yoda died at 900 right now we're getting like really geeky but uh, whatever yoda nine, yeah. died at 900 and he well, no said, but this is stuff that i've eight, been thinking about this is important like this is important <laughs> yoda uh, died at 900 and when he was dying he, for 800 years so at, at 100 he was already a jedi master so 50 years after Grogu was a baby <laughs> I mean, they, it's, it's hard to believe. Species, it's just, but they different species age like age differently. differently. Yeah. So, like, I think uh, there's room for them to like justify it. They'll f- yeah, they'll figure. Maybe that he's a out. knight at that. Maybe not like a Jedi master, but he might be like a knight. But also, yeah. If Ray's just if Ray's the last yeah. Jedi, uh, I don't know. I don't want to think about that shit. <laughs> then we're getting like rise of Skywalker. No, 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 no. Don't even talk about this. Sequels, <laughs> they don't <Yeah>. exist. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> in yeah. the off season of Mando, we will discuss that kind of crap. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, yeah. so we get um, that's that's the end of Mando season two, and we have suggestions for what might happen in the future. Some of it is still unresolved from the first two seasons. Most of it, actually, I think, which is yeah. the the story of Mandalore, the story of Bo-Katan, the story of the Moth. The story of the cloning, whatever that's that that is. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like all uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, which I th- I I think it's probably gonna be more in the Ahsoka show, but all those things I think are um, are uh, things that are still not resolved at all, which is weird because it felt like the end of the show in some respects, like the end of the relationship between Grogu and Mando, is they were saying goodbye. So I was like, oh my God, it feels like that, Like, like that could have literally been the end of the entire series. Yeah. Like it felt, it had that kind of ending. Yeah, but it's, there yeah. was some, like from a character perspective, it felt like the end. But from a plot perspective, there's, yeah, still, there's still a lot to go. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going to be right there, excited, looking forward to it, seeing what pops up and seeing all the spinoffs, you know, the Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka. Rangers yep. of the New Republic. We, I said this before, but we can't, we can't die now. You know, we have to see all the shit come through fruition. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point? Uh, so yeah, so we're super excited to see what the future holds for Star Wars. We have never been more excited. I'm sure a lot of you guys are too, uh, people who are lifelong Star Wars fans and just people who are coming in for the first time. Uh, please make sure to subscribe to our YouTube page if you haven't. Uh, follow us on Spotify for the audio-only version. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, please make sure to contact us on our uh, social media pages. Uh, we have the Facebook set up, so please make sure to check that out. Thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you. Always.